45. He left to do some errands and never came back. I read over these scant notes one more time in the worried silence of Martha's neat and sunlit kitchen. Officially, her name is Martha Cavatone, but to me she will always be Martha Milano, the fifteen-year-old kid who watched my sister Nico and me after school five days a week until my mom got home, gave her ten bucks in an envelope, and asked after her folks. It's unmooring to see her as an adult, let alone one overturned by the emotional catastrophe of having been abandoned by her husband. How much stranger it must be for her to be turning to me, of all people, whom she last laid eyes on when I was twelve. She blows her nose again, and I give her a small, gentle smile. Martha Milano, with the overstuffed purple Jansport backpack, the Pearl Jam t-shirt, cherry, pink bubblegum, and cinnamon lip gloss. She wears no makeup now. Her hair is an unruly brown pile. Her eyes are red-rimmed from crying. She's gnawing vigorously on the nail of her thumb. Disgusting, right? She says, catching me looking. But I've been smoking like crazy since April, and Brett never says anything even though I know it grosses him out. I have this stupid feeling like... If I stop now, it'll bring him home. I'm sorry, Henry, did you? She stands abruptly. Do you want tea or something? No, thank you. Water? No, it's okay, Martha. Sit down. She falls back into the chair, stares at the ceiling. What I want, of course, is coffee. But thanks to whatever Byzantine chain of infrastructural disintegration is determining the relative availability of various perishable items, coffee cannot be found. I close my notebook and look Martha in the eye. It's tough, I say slowly. It really is. There are just a lot of reasons why a missing person's investigation is especially challenging in the current environment. Yeah, no... She blinks her eyes, closed, and then open again. I mean, of course. I know. Dozens of reasons, really. Hundreds. There is no way to put out a description on the wires, to issue an APB or post to the FBI kidnappings and missing persons list. Witnesses who might know the location of a missing individual have very little interest or incentive to divulge that information, if they haven't gone missing themselves. There is no way to access federal or local databases. As of last Friday, in fact, southern New Hampshire appears to have no electricity whatsoever. Plus, of course, I'm not a policeman anymore. And even if I was, the CPD as a matter of policy is no longer pursuing such cases, all of which makes finding one particular individual a long shot, is what I tell Martha. especially and here I pause, load my voice with as much care and sensitivity as I can, especially since many such people left on purpose. Yeah, she says flatly, of course. Martha knows all of this. Everybody knows. The world is on the move. Plenty still leaving in droves on their bucket list adventures, going off to snorkel or skydive or make love to strangers in public parks. And now, more recently, 
whole new forms of abrupt departure, new species of madness as we approach the end. Religious sects wandering New England in robes, competing for converts. The doomsday Mormons, the satellites of God. The mercy cruisers, traveling the deserted highways in buses with converted engines running on wood gas or coal, seeking opportunities for Samaritanship. And, of course, the preppers, down in their basements, hoarding what they can, building piles for the aftermath, as if any amount of preparation will suffice. I stand up, close my notebook, change the subject. How is your block? It's fine, says Martha. I guess. There's an active residence association? Yes. She nods blankly, not interested in the line of questioning.